Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Good to see you. So good morning, everybody. Welcome to St. Michael's Church Online on this um, Remembrance Sunday. A very different, different kind of Sunday for us today, actually, in terms of um, what we're doing. And uh, obviously, we're not able to meet in church in our churches anymore for services, which is a great sadness to us. Um, but we are able still to meet in our churches for private prayer. So, um, so we're online right now for a slightly shorter time as well this morning to allow anybody that wants to, of course, to pick up the Remembrance um, broadcast that will be on the BBC and elsewhere. And uh, we have a small remembrance service here in our own village of Bishop's Clee. But as you know, we're invited, we're not invited, we are encouraged to um, stay at home. Um, and I think somehow the council are broadcasting it live as well. So, so I'll be with you for a shorter time today. Sorry about that. Um, but nevertheless, great to see you. Thank you for saying good morning. Those of you who are uh, joining us right now. And uh, hope that you're all doing okay. So this is, yeah, Remembrance Sunday 2020. Um, so if you're watching this at another time, then we're also um, very pleased that you're with us and having a look at us and um, it's all right. So I'm just going to wipe my camera here. Just make sure that's as clear as possible. My picture doesn't look great. So I hope you're doing all right. And uh, so may God bless us as we share this time together and as we think through the issues of this, um, this day. So um, years ago... Um, Carrie-Anne and I were taking a break in a little village called Morto. It's just near Willicombe. And we've been camping with the children down there when the kids were young. And we'd always seen this beautiful hotel, um, not a massive hotel, but a luxury kind of boutique hotel. It looks great. looked like the rooms were lovely. Great views right next to the sea. And we'd always thought, why don't we like to stay there one day? And we, we did go there for one weekend, and even though it was going to be expensive, um, we, were, we were kind of treating ourselves because this was quite a few years ago, but Carrie-Anne had been diagnosed with something potentially nasty. Well, it was nasty. And we weren't quite sure what the future was going to hold. So we thought, come on, let's go in. Let's just go down to that <coughs> go down to that hotel and have a weekend away from it all. So that's what we did. We had a lovely, lovely time. Food was fantastic. Um, it was deep autumn, so it wasn't sunny and warm, but we still went for a walk on the beach. And when we came to pay our bill and all the extras were added in and all that kind of thing, um, the person behind the counter said, Sir, your bill's already been paid. And we were amazed. We weren't expecting that at all. And somehow someone had gotten news that we were going and had paid the whole bill for us. You know, it was just such a blessing. And I was down that neck of the woods in this summer as well, walked past that hotel and had a look and thought back to those days. Over the years, I've heard quite a few stories of that sort where someone was in need of some money, desperately needed some money or some food or some help with something. And uh, if they were Christians, we had been praying for them or whatever. And then somehow something arrived, an envelope got put through the door. Um, I've often heard about how people have prayed for an amount of money that they needed. They really needed or desperate for it. It wasn't for a luxury weekend in a coastal hotel. And just the right money amazingly got put through the door. You may well have heard stories like that as well, where someone maybe unknown to us or un, uh, maybe known, maybe unknown to us um, helps us in that way. Of course, it happens um, 
that uh, kind of edu education places like schools and universities and colleges um, sometimes have uh, a kind of fund that's set up by somebody maybe decades ago who left a whole load of money to set up a scholarship, maybe for particular sorts of would-be students, those that couldn't afford that course, or maybe those who work from the most privileged background, but to give them an opportunity to, to receive a great education. So it's like they kind of set up a fund to benefit someone who wasn't known to them and who didn't know them. Again, maybe you've been on the end of, of some care like that and known what the blessing of that is like. Um, it was a time, and I'm sure it still happens, but less so in our COVID times, when in a cafe you were able to sort of pay it forward was one of the terms where you paid your own bill, but then you said, here's some money to pay the next person's bill as well. Or maybe you see a family there, you thought, God, we're they're really struggling. You know, I'll just pay their bill behind the sill so they don't know. There's all sorts of schemes like that around. They're not necessarily Christian. Anybody can do that, of course. The idea of paying it forward, this season of remembrance gives us the opportunity to pause and remember and give thanks for those who often in very costly ways paid it forward. Today we mark the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II. In addition, Armistice Day this year will commemorate the 100th anniversary of the burial of the unknown warrior in Westminster Abbey as we know the sacrifice of someone unknown to us who gave their life, which helped lead to our freedom. Someone unknown to us, serving in the forces, someone's husband, fiance, father, son, somebody scared, somebody courageous and brave, but maybe still scared, got shot, got blown up, got bayoneted, got gassed for us. And so we remember on days like this with Thanksgiving, someone unknown, who gave us, uh, and what they did for us, gave for us something amazing, a freedom that we enjoy today. Remembrance Day, though, we recognise, and the days around this day, with all the TV programmes and radio programmes and uh, services, outdoor services, smallish ones that are going to be happening this year, um, we recognise that there are a whole load of emotions that come into this day. We come, of course, to remember those who gave their lives in two world wars, in the Falklands conflict, in Iraq, Afghanistan, and all sorts of other places over the years. Those who are injured, traumatised, uh, mentally changed by what those they've experienced. And we think of their grieving families and all those who care for those affected today. And our emotions might be um, that we really want to remember on days like this ourselves and we expect other people to do. We want our children and grandchildren perhaps to be aware. We might have encouraged them strongly to sit down and watch the TV or round at a ceremony and to, to watch, to listen, to learn. And of course there'll be those who think it's irrelevant history, don't know much about the wars and what happened and it was just a long time ago and who cares? There'll be those for whom remembering is hard, a reopening of old wounds perhaps. There'll be those who glory in war, those who loathe it. There'll, there'll be those that see war as a cruel necessity. And those who see something in which no one should ever participate. At times it can seem also pointless and futile as well. But what we can recognise on days like this is to kind of separate out the decisions made by governments and political leaders that may lead to war and conflict and bloodshed and death, and separating that out from the actual 
camaraderie, heroism, and often selfless acts of great personal sacrifice that our armed forces displayed and still display. So what can we do today? Briefly, three things. Firstly, of course, we can give thanks to God. If we're Christians, we want to give thanks to God. But we give thanks to God for the service and sacrifice of our armed forces. At the same time, and this is the paradox, at the same time as grieving over humankind's failures with regard to getting on with one another. And for dealing with conflict, because we know conflict will always come, but dealing with conflict in non-violent ways. So yes, we give thanks for all those unknown to us who did something then so that we might benefit now. I mentioned the 100th anniversary of the burial of the unknown warrior in Westminster Abbey. And um, the story is told, you can read about it online or watch the programmes on TV at the moment. I think there may be one coming up on that. Uh, an army chaplain um, who came across a grave marked by a rough cross and there it bore a pencil written legend which simply said an unknown British soldier. And then as they came back and talked to some other people and important people and a whole uh, train of events was put in place to bring an unknown British soldier or an unknown soldier from the Western Front. We didn't know which exactly which one it was, the way they did it, so it's completely unknown where it was that they died. And they were brought with care and dignity to the UK, to England, to Westminster Abbey by land, by sea, by train and by carriage. And the coffin was buried in Westminster Abbey and it has a smooth burial stone on top of it. And it's the only stone burial stone in Westminster Abbey, which you're not allowed to walk on. It's engraving begins, beneath this stone rests the body of a British warrior, unknown by name or rank, brought from France to lie among the most illustrious of the land. Isn't that wonderful when you think of all the illustrious people buried and commemorated and remembered in that place? How important to have this as a real central place, the tomb of the unknown warrior. So we can, as we give thanks, pause at 11 o'clock today, if that's appropriate and possible for us. And if possible, an armistice day on Wednesday. And remember with thanksgiving, those who gave their lives for us years ago so that we could benefit today. Secondly, particularly for those of us who are Christians, we can give thanks to God again for the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ, who gave his life years ago that we might benefit today so that we could be a people who are free to be the people that God created us to be. And I love it too, that this saviour that I believe in, this Jesus, is not one who's just distant and away from us, God up on a cloud, if you like, you know, unable to deal with or understand what we're going through. No, but this God, this God that we believe in, sends his son, Jesus. We'll commemorate that and remember and celebrate that again as we approach Christmas and at Christmas time. Sends his son, Jesus, in as a baby, grows up to, to show us what God's love is like, Sh grows up to show us what God's way of doing things is like, God's kingdom, if you like, is the shorthand for that. And in the end, for love of us, pays the ultimate price for us. He dies our death on the cross. Heard it said often that if I was the only one that needed to be saved that Jesus will would have died on the cross for me. I wonder how that sounds like for you to imagine him doing that for you as well. He paid that 
terrible price, knowing that it was coming and takes away all my sin and my shame and makes the way open for me to have a, a new relationship with God the Father, a new relationship with myself, a new relationship with the people around me. That's what salvation is all about. Those, that multi-directional, multi-directional, renewed relationship, renewed sense of life. And so I thank God today for Jesus, who knows about the sacrifice that these men and women that we remember today, he knows what it cost them. He's been there and he weeps with them and weeps with us too. So I thank God for Jesus. And thirdly and lastly, there's something we can do in response to all this beyond this day. Yes, we give thanks. Yes, we'll pause. But beyond this day, thirdly, we can be peacemakers. And notice the word there. It's a being a peacemaker, not just a peacekeeper. Of course, peacekeepers are really important. Uh, we need those as, to, as individuals and groups and, uh, and nations as well. But uh, peacekeeping can be important. But sometimes keeping the peace can be about avoiding um, real issues. It, it can be a kind of fragile, avoiding the issues kind of peace, if you like. It means we avoid dealing what's most important. Maybe you can think of someone you know, a friend or a family member or a work colleague, or, or a couple of groups of people who are kind of getting on on the surface, but underneath there's something around. You know, we're, and I've been there myself. We avoid being honest. Um, we, and, and straightforward and, and lovingly kind and speaking the truth in love because, you know, we're, we feel we're treading on eggshells. So when we do that, we avoid the honest, respectful listening and talking that's necessary to really deal with conflict. And, you know, when we just carry things underneath or bury them down deep, it means you know, the possibility of inner disquiet, you know, discomfort within. You know, when we hold a grudge, when we're just unforgiving towards somebody else, you know what it's like. I know what it's like. And of course, in the world in which we live at the moment, you know, we are rife with possibilities for anxiety and discord and panic and violence and conflict. You know, it's just legion right now. When we think of the world we're living in, all that's been going on with the US election, and we might think, phew, it's over with, but it probably isn't. When we think about what's going on with the COVID virus and lockdown two that we're in at the moment, with all the discussion that happened and will continue again, I'm sure, to do with Black Lives Matter, and sometimes you almost forget that Brexit is happening as well. All this stuff's going on. Am I willing to be a peacemaker and be a blessing and be blessed as well? So listen to Jesus then. Our Bible reading today is the one also I shared last week. It's from Matthew chapter 5, the beginning of that passage called the Beatitudes. Every year we've shared this reading at our war memorial service here in Cleve. I'm not sure what, exactly what will be happening today. It's going to be a shorter service. But every year I've been here, we've shared this scripture. Last week we shared this reading as well and shared how the attitude of the person that Jesus describes here and is blessed is often at odds with what we think blessing looks like in our culture. So have a listen in and watch out too for the peacemaker bit. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountain and when he was seated, his disciples, his friends came to him. Then he began to teach them, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, those devoid of spiritual arrogance, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed, refreshed by God's grace, are those who mourn for their sins and repent. 
For they will be comforted when their burden of sin is lifted. Blessed, refreshed by God's grace, are those who mourn over their, sorry, blessed, sorry, just got myself wrong there, verse five, blessed, inwardly peaceful, spiritually secure, are the gentle, the kind-hearted, the sweet-spirited, the self-controlled, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who actively seek right standing with God, for they will be completely satisfied. Blessed, content and sheltered by God's promises are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, those with integrity, moral courage and godly character, for they will see God. And here we go. Blessed, spiritually calm, with life joy in God's favour. Yes, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will express God's character and be called the sons and daughters of God. Did you catch it there? Then right at the end, go and have a look at them if you've got a Bible at home somewhere. Matthew chapter 5. It's great teaching from Jesus there, life-changing stuff. But right at the end there, blessed are the peacemakers. It actually says, blessed are the peacemakers and the maintainers of peace, for they will be called the sons and daughters of God. So we can ask ourselves, as I come into land here, we can ask ourselves, what do, uh, who do I need to make up with? Give thanks to God for all those who helped bring peace to me today. How can I be a peacemaker today by asking, who do I need to make up with? In what situation, my family, my work, amongst my friends and colleagues, can I be a peacemaker? It will call for courage, wisdom, timing and tact. When it go rushing in, we're Christians, we pray first, we ask for wisdom and the right moment. It may be courageous to go to someone and say, I'm sorry for what I did. It was wrong. I wonder if we could start again or have a cup of tea or something like that. The results of all this though, that wisdom, that timing, that tact, that courage, may well be that people are welcomed back together. Someone welcomed back to us, us welcomed back to somebody else. Maybe we can be a peacemaker between two other people. We can stand in the gap there and make something good happen. And lastly to say, we live in a social media world, don't we? You're on watching this, so you know what this is about. How can I, by the comments that I put on social media, on Facebook, the way I mention other people, um, be shaped by me wanting to be a peacemaker? Imagine that across the whole of Facebook, across the whole of Twitter, everywhere. Imagine us playing our part of only going in with that which is going to bless others, encourage them, be peacemaking. And can I just say that we who are Christians, who call and name ourselves as followers of Jesus, all the above is non-negotiable for me and for you. I'm going to pray. Father, we give you thanks then today for those who served and do serve in our armed forces. We thank you for their courage, for their sacrifice and for all that they do for us. We pray that you bless them this day, wherever they are. We pray for those who may feel homesick or afraid, worried, anxious. We pray to God for those who are ill this day because of their being in the armed forces for one reason or another. We pray you bless them and heal them. 
be with those who care for them. We thank you for the ultimate sacrifice too of Christ for us, for his life, his death and his resurrection, from the way in which he paid it forward for us so that our lives could be free from sin, shame and guilt and filled with your loves, your love as our lives unfold with peace and joy and hope. We pray for our leaders, political and military, that they will be peacemakers. And show me, dear God, who I can make peace with, or maybe what other two people I can help be friends again. And then in all this, may we know your blessing of inner peace, comfort and joy. Amen. So thank you all. Thanks for being uh, together this morning. Great to see you and uh, may we be blessed. May God bless us the rest of this day and may we be a blessing in all the things we will be led this week. Amen. Take care everybody. Be blessed in the rest of your day. Bye for now. <laughs>